Hi, my name's Ryan Perry. I'm the pastor at Seneca Baptist Church, and we are so thankful that you're joining us in this online resource. Our prayer for you is that this resource would not replace your active involvement in a local body of Christ, but would rather be supplemental to it. If you are interested in getting further connected to the ministry of Seneca Baptist Church or to giving financially, please visit our website, SenecaBaptist.org. Thank you and enjoy. Your eyes and put them on the screen and then we'll give our attention to the Lord. to follow that and talk because we cry every time we see it um, because it's so near and dear to our hearts. Um, I want to thank you guys for having us here. I feel like we are at home. We were here last year at this time and then we had our banquet here in March. So I know you guys are familiar with us. My name is Delane Rogers. I'm the director at Foothills Care Center and we are celebrating 33 years this month of being in service in Oconee and Pickens counties. Um, and it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to serve our communities, to love on the families that we get to serve. And as Ryan said, we've gone from 
ministering mostly to unplanned pregnancies, moms, to including moms, babies, dads, families, um, ministering to men. We have a men's ministry now, and the ladies are going to cover a lot of this, but I just wanted to thank you for having us here and sharing um, the stage for the day. I know that pastors don't like usually to give up their stage and or their opportunity to proclaim God's word, but um, we appreciate that y'all welcome us in. Uh, it, some of y'all may not know, but we do have four main uh, areas that we do serve mainly with programs for uh, families, uh, prenatal, and that covers everything from conception and the pregnancy test, ultrasound, all the way through to the baby is born. And then there's a parenting for life track that is everything from the birth to all the things that go along with parenting that lasts forever. And then there's um, lifestyle and recovery and just so many different things that as we have expanded our services to share with families and love on families and not just um, not that the pregnancy is not that main thing because sanctity of human life month is all about the tiny humans and the the conception and birth of a baby um, but all the aspects that go along with that uh, covers a lot of different things so rather than just hear one person's talk you're going to hear all these lovely ladies they're going to share different parts of what they do and what they see, and hopefully some testimonies um, of, of client stories so that you get a peek into actually what goes on at Foothills Care Center. Who's going first? I'm getting stats. Who's going second? You're going third. I don't know. My name is Susan Lombardo, and I'm the assistant director at um, Foothills Care Center, and I'm just going to give you some updates of um, what our numbers have looked like from 2022 all the way up to present time. So um, there's a lot of them because we do a lot at the center. So I wish I had a little um, screenshot so that you could see what I am speaking about, but just listen carefully. Okay, so we... Um, from 2022 to 2024, we have what we call distinct clients, and that is any client who comes to our center, whether it is for the prenatal, as Delane mentioned, or parenting, or our lifestyle, or our recovery. That is a distinct client, even with our male clients. So just to give you an idea of how we have grown just in the last three years, um, well, two years and one month, um, our 2022, we saw 234 distinct clients. Those are clients that came through our door. 165 of those clients were brand new, and out of that, we had 10 male clients. So this is where our male um, client numbers have started to increase from 2022 on. We've always wanted to serve the, um, the male clients, but we didn't have any male advocates. Um, but now we have four that Two, one of them actually is there at our office two days a week. So he actually stays and waits in case any one of the moms bring their uh, father of the baby or their partner or whoever, he can meet with those men um, right where they are and build a relationship with them because we really want to serve and build up the men who they can be in God, not just you know build up the woman 
uh, to where she can find her self-worth and value and, of course, save the tiny humans. So 2023, we, had, we went from 234 up to 374. That's how many clients we saw at the office in 2023. 267 of those were brand new clients. That outweighs the number of the total number that we had in 2022. And out of those, we had 18 male clients. So our numbers were, again, rising. Um, now, so far, we're only, uh, what, today's the 21st. Thank you. <laughs> Sanctity of human life month, um, day. We saw, so far in January, we've seen 87 clients. That's just in a few weeks. Okay, and this does account for our mobile and our Seneca office and our Clemson office. So that's combination. Out of those, we've had 17 brand new clients and three more male clients. So our numbers are rising. Client visits. Now, they come in every two weeks, so you'll get an idea of how many visits and how much traffic we get at the center and why it's so desperate. And Delaney will talk about that later. They're volunteers. Just saying. Um, so... Client visits, 2022, we had 1,039 visits for the year. 1,039 visits. 2023, we saw 1,612, we had 612 visits, 1,612. 2024, so far, this is just as of the 18th, we had 117 visits. Ultrasounds, 2022, we had a total of 52 ultrasounds. And, you know, we hired a nurse that, that helped increase the ultrasounds, and we also got two brand-new ultrasound machines, which I believe some of the girls might talk about. But since then, we've had 2022, um, we had 165 ultrasounds. So we went from 52 to 165. And so far this year, um, as of the 18th, we had nine already. So, again, numbers are rising. Pregnancy test, 2022, we had 145 people that came in for pregnancy test. Now, this could be a retest or a original test, but 52, I mean 145 in 2022. 2023, we went up to 244 pregnancy tests. Um, and then so far this year, we've had 18. So again, the numbers, as you can see, they're rising, more and more clients, more and more visits, and we are so thrilled about that. It gives us more opportunities to reach out to our clients and teach them who Jesus is as well, besides giving them the good news of the gift that carry in their womb. Gospel presentations, 2022, we had 48 gospel presentations. We do need to ask permission to our clients if we can share Jesus. So, and this is where you can tell God's moving. 2023, 192 gospel presentations. We've also had some salvations. I believe we've had seven or eight salvations um, that happened in 2023, and a couple of those were men. Um, so far this year, we've had 18 gospel presentations. Um, I'm sorry, 31. 31. Spiritual discussions, 2022, we had 1,000 spiritual discussions, and this could be anything from what can I pray for you, um, you know, telling them, bringing in scripture if they're willing to hear scripture, or doing a Bible study and discussing the Bible study. Um, 2023, 1,282 spiritual discussions, and so far in 24, we've had 81. And I just want to just let you know the difference between, like, our Seneca location is our main location, but again, we have a Clemson office behind the Potbelly Deli, which is behind the Dunkin' Donuts. It's kind of hidden back there. Um, but we still have a presence, and people are finding us. So I just wanted to give you an idea of how many visits are being seen um, in our Clemson office and our mobile. 
2022, we had 186 visits um, and 186 clients, I'm sorry, and 727 visits. In 23, we had 160 clients and 390 visits. 2024, now 2022, the numbers were higher because we were all displaced and we were in our Clemson office as our Seneca office was being remodeled due to the flood. And we had no ARC, so there you go. Um, 2024, we've uh, had 15 um, clients and 21 visits so far this year. A mobile, um, 2024, we had five. We've so far had five clients and five visits. 2023, we had 30 clients with 243 visits. And in 2000, I got this, I got my numerical numbers mixed up, my years, I'm sorry. Um, 2022, we had 24 clients and 162 visits. So we're increasing in the mobile clients as well. We want to expand that to not just see the lovely ladies in Wahala, but to do pregnancy tests and ultrasounds. And we're going to be having the mobile refurbished to accommodate that better for our community. So that's the stats. And we do have that in a brochure out on the back table. So if you want to go home with one of those that tells you the stats, um, we're more than happy to give you one of those. So I'm going to pass this on for some testimonial. Are we going to do Sarah or are we doing Alyssa? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> well, good morning. Thank you all so much for having us. Um, my name is Sarah Broom. I have the high honor of serving as one of um, Foothills Care Center's client care coordinators. We actually have two. Um, so I oversee the Seneca office, um, and then Alyssa, who's going to speak in just a minute, she oversees the Clemson office. Um, so I have never been here before. This is my first time speaking here, but I've heard we've been here multiple times. Um, so I was told to bring something a little new um, this time. So I would just love to share um, just with it for a few minutes about just some new things that we're seeing in our um, Seneca office specifically. Um, so as Delane and Susan both shared, we are a pregnancy resource center, so we do primarily see a lot of clients coming in facing unplanned pregnancies, you know, needing pregnancy confirmation through a free pregnancy test, through ultrasound. Um, but we actually, um, while we do still see a lot of those abortion-minded clients coming in just facing unplanned pregnancies, um, a large portion of the clients that we're seeing in Seneca currently are more um, family-oriented, so um, a lot of older clients who have multiple children coming in um, who just see the value of um, the parenting and the prenatal programs that we have to offer. Um, they see the, the value in building those genuine connections with our, our advocates um, and also just receiving the material support that we provide through um, diapers and wipes and formula and baby clothes from our boutique and all those things. Um, but also we've seen um, a huge increase in numbers of clients who we see who are um, kind of just having situations with DSS, a lot of families whose um, children are in DSS custody. Um, so something new that we've um, been able to provide, well, I guess it's not something new, but something that we've seen a huge increase in um, is just being able to work with um, caseworkers who are in those situations with DSS families and build, um, you know, parenting plans of certain videos that we're able to provide um, through our Bright Course curriculum. Um, we're able to provide um, homework and fact sheets and worksheets, but also, most importantly, um, spiritual application for each video, whether that be, you know, um, healthy nutrition for kids or how to have um, proper hygiene or how to have a clean house, um, the importance of words, all those things. With each one of those, we're able to apply biblical principles that just um, kind of just dig deeper than the surface level. Um, 
I also wanted to share um, that we, um, as Susan already kind of shared, we have um, new ultrasound machines. Uh, we were blessed with those by Knights of Columbus. Um, so huge shout out to them for that. Um, we have been able to show um, the, the life inside a womb on such a clearer scale, um, been able to show that there is definitive life inside that womb um, with just amazing clarity, and that's been so amazing. Um, since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, um, we've just seen a huge increase in clients who, you know, find out they're pregnant very, very early on, um, and they want that confirmation that they're, you know, the pregnancy's where it needs to be and all those things through a pregnancy test and through an ultrasound. Um, ASAP. Um, this is typically because they want to um, at least pursue the option of, you know, having an abortion or figuring out if that's something that they want to do. Um, so because of our new ultrasound machines, we've been able to, you know, provide those clear pictures and provide, you know, again, just to prove that there is life inside that womb. Um, so those are two huge things that we've been able to um, just see this past year, just some, some changes and just the ways that God is working and moving. Um, so thank you all so much for having us again. I'm going to pass the microphone to Alyssa, and she's going to share a little bit about our Clemson office and also some client testimonies. Good morning, everybody. Like she said, my name is Alyssa Camelli. I am the client care coordinator, primarily over our Clemson location. As was mentioned previously, we have our Seneca location, our Clemson location, and our mobile unit. So we are super blessed to be able to reach all these different clients in different areas of Walhalla and Seneca and Pickens County, just all over the place. Um, so I know a lot of you know about us. You know um, what we do. A lot of you are supporters, either financially or you serve with us or you pray for us. And we greatly appreciate all of that. For those of you who are not volunteering, um, there is much, there's very much in need. So if you want to meet with these girls one-on-one -on -one and be an advocate, we would love to have you come reach out to us. We also need people working in our boutique, watching our children as their moms are being counseled. Uh, we need receptionists. We need people to drive our mobile. Any of that sounds interesting to you, please reach out to us. We have information on our table and also our volunteer application on our website that you can find. Um, I know, um, as I mentioned, a lot of you know about us, so I'm not going to give the whole spiel right now, but I'm going to go to one of my favorite parts, and probably one of your favorite parts, too, would be the client testimonies. Um, I think one of the hardest parts about the job is not always knowing. We don't always hear good news. Um, you know, moms don't always choose life, and I think sometimes even worse is we don't know what they choose. You know, you pour your heart and your mind and you, you counsel these women and you pray for them, but then they leave the doors and we don't know. We don't know what they're gonna choose and we continue to pray for them and think about them. So a couple of the happy stories that we have heard, and I hope that they are used as an encouragement to you guys through all of your support. Um, one of them is in our Seneca office and they have to do with our ultrasound machines. So they, this couple came in, very unplanned pregnancy, they didn't know how far along they were. They weren't really sure what to expect. They saw on the ultrasound screen not just one baby, but two babies. So that's a bit of a surprise. Just one baby would have been enough. Um, but this couple was over the moon and actually called our whole staff into the room to celebrate life with them. So that was such a happy and joyous moment for all of us to see. This is why we do what we do. We celebrate life with them. We are there for them for their highs and for their lows. Something that happened in our Clemson office was someone that I actually got to meet with. She came in with a very unexpected, unplanned pregnancy. Um, she wasn't in a relationship with the father of the baby. Neither of them wanted any more kids. She kind of was 
feeling a little bit stuck. She kind of was leaning towards abortion, thinking that's the only way that would make sense for her and her family. So we sat down and talked about it. We kind of narrowed it down to maybe abortion wasn't her only option. Maybe adoption was something that she was interested in. Um, and then we offered her an ultrasound. We were able to speak life into her. She left still a little bit undecided, but we brought her back for her second ultrasound where she told us that she has chosen adoption for her baby. Um, so please just continue to pray for her. Her journey is going to be long and hard, and um, we just want to be able to support her for that. But I just hope that those stories are used as an encouragement to you. Um, I know in all of our lives, we don't always see the outcomes that we want to see, and sometimes we don't see any outcome at all. So I just pray that you would take that with you and just have that as a source of encouragement. Um, and if you want to volunteer, please come find us. All right, thank you. <laughs> Good morning, church. Whoa, hello. That woke you up, didn't it? <laughs> hopefully you're not overwhelmed, but then again, hopefully you are. Because God has given us a great task at Foothills Care Center, and it is one that is close to each one of our hearts. It is one that we are mandated to do, and it is one that we have great honor in doing as well. And as Alyssa shared um, about client testimonies and things that we experience, not each and every client chooses life. And not each and every woman in this world has chosen life. We know that there are 65 million women that have experienced abortion. And so we take this, the seriousness of the sanctity of human life so much that we are willing and able and honored to open our arms wide to women who have experienced abortion. For almost 30 years, Foothills Care Center has had a post-abortion ministry that has ministered to so many women in this community and beyond. And so we're continuing on with that ministry, and we're also including miscarriage recovery to the point that we just enjoyed having our first Remembering Life service this past Thursday night. It gave women, men, families the opportunity to enter into a church, to be able to come in together as community to celebrate life and to grieve. Because if we recognize that life is in the womb, whenever life ends, grief begins. And so we want to provide a safe place for men, women, families to have that opportunity. So at Ann Hope here in Seneca, we had a beautiful time of coming together and giving families that opportunity. And we'll continue to do that three, four times a year so that our community begins to understand that whenever you've had a loss during pregnancy, grief is necessary. Now, as I stated, we have done recovery ministry for many, many years, but we're also seeing that that recovery ministry needs to expand. So we've also incl included other classes as well, such as understanding trauma. Now, that sounds like a big, big topic, and it is. But we want to begin to help people understand in this life, you will have suffering, but take heart. For Jesus has overcome the world. He has given us a way to overcome each and everything that we encounter. Your, your scripture, your songs this morning were reminders of that. I think about Isaiah 53, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. 
and with his stripes, we are healed. We believe that word at Foothills Pregnancy Care Center. We believe that every woman and man that walks through those doors is having an encounter with a living Savior and their lives can be changed. There is no pain, there is no darkness, there is no trauma that can separate us from the love of Christ. Amen, church? Now, we ask you to come and partner with us, to lock arms with us and help, but I do not doubt that within this sanctuary, there are those that are hurting today. And please know, Foothills Care Center is there for you as well. Amen. morning. Uh, my name is Beverly Siegler um, and I am over our jail ministry at Foothills Care Center. Um, in 2015, um, Foothills Care Center began to take our mobile to the Oconee County Detention Center and began to serve pregnant women in jail. Um, that sounds kind of sad, don't Pregnant women in jail. Um, but um, what Foothills Care Center didn't recognize um, at first is what God was going to do um, with that ministry um, in the detention center. Um, we have continued and still do continue to serve any pregnant uh, woman um, that um, chooses our services at the Oconee County Detention Center, but we have gone far beyond that. Um, we are, we have been, since even since 2015, been serving women who are not pregnant. And we take the mobile still um, to the detention center, and we have one to three women that has been chosen by the Holy Spirit, um, but by someone who works at the detention center, um, and we meet with these same women for as long as they're there. And sometimes that's weeks and sometimes that's months. But we have sat week after week with the same broken woman or couple of women on the mobile and watch them surrender to the truth. We watch them um, learn about who God really is and who they are in him, and we've seen women surrender and live. And I, I say it all the time, we, we watch resurrection, we see death come to life then. Um, and we are so thankful for that. We are so thankful um, that God is using us um, in some of the darkest places. Um, in 2021, uh, we began to take our mobile to the Pickens County Detention Center and serve the women in the same way over there. Um, and in 2023, we began to take our mobile to um, the Alabaster House in Easley, which is a faith-based um, women's drug and alcohol recovery program. Um, and we're loving that. Um, in 2022, um, we began to, um, a couple of fellas, began to go into the Oconee County Detention Center. They didn't take the mobile, um, but they, were, they are, are still going into the, the, ten, the detention center at Oconee allowed us, our men into one unit, and it's the biggest unit. Ha ha, thank you, Jesus. Um, I think have, that unit can have like 55 men. 
And so we have uh, Chris Moss and Billy Hamilton. Some of y'all may know them as pastors. Um, but they go every week um, and minister um, to the men in that unit, and they love it. Um, they have seen God do mighty things there um, in, that, in their ministry there as well. Um, and I, one of them already mentioned that we, we have, uh, we're ministering to the men in our offices too, um, with the um, dads and partners, um, and we're, we're loving that. Um, and we're also taking our mobile to um, Wahala, and we are serving um, women in the Hispanic community there um, on our mobile. Um, gosh, our mobile's rolling. Um, we're, we're, we're all the time, we've, we've got the mobile rolling. It's, it's sick right now. It's, is it still? Is it still? Tomorrow. Oh, okay, we'll get it tomorrow. But, um, so pray for our mobile ministry. Pray for our jail ministry. Pray for our Hispanic ministry. Um, we, we really, really appreciate the support from this church. We appreciate your prayers. We appreciate um, anybody that's volunteering with us. But um, God is using us, and it is growing and growing, and we don't even know what he's going to do next. So um, we just um, would love for any of you that want to volunteer, come on, come with us. I think it's Delane next. I get to wrap us up. Um, gosh, that was a lot, huh? So now you know why just one person does not want to stand up here and remember all of that. Um, I want to add that in March, when we did the banquet here, the benefit, we asked for the funds um, that were raised that night were mainly raised with the idea of um, updating our ultrasound machines. So funds from that night along with funds from the Knights of Columbus helped us get two very, very nice um, ultrasound machines. And so thank you, Seneca Baptist, for allowing us to use your sanctuary and your church to welcome in community for that fundraiser. We we can't do it alone. It takes a village. It takes a big village. And so we thank you. Um, I want to say that out on the table, I know that um, Alyssa talked about volunteering. Susan told you that there's a stats um, pamphlet out there. There's lots of brochures out there with information and, and business cards and ways that you can get in touch with us when you leave here, because we've told you a lot, um, but there are many ways that you can get involved with Foothills Care Center and be a part of what God is doing through this ministry. Um, one of those ways is to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Um, we have a email blurb that goes out every month that lets you know what's going on. It gives you some updates, lets you know what's coming. We also have a prayer request text option. If you want to be on that and receive text occasionally, frequently, sadly, we do have clients that we know will come in for an ultrasound and they are not only contemplating abortion, but they're pretty sure that that's what they're gonna do. And we are relying on the Holy Spirit we're relying on the picture on that ultrasound machine to show 
them that their baby is alive and see that. And we ask for prayer when that's coming up. When we know that mom's coming in, we ask for you guys to pray that one, she'll show up. Um, two, that she'll see that life as life. And three, that she will choose to bring that baby into the world. And so if you would like to get, um, be a part of that prayer chain and get on that, you can let us know about that. We have baby bottles. I don't think we brought any, did we? But we can. Um, a lot of churches and Sunday school classes and civic organizations, different groups, will do a baby bottle campaign. And a lot of them will do that in January because it's Sanctity of Human Life Month. But we can do those anytime. And that is you take a baby bottle, fill it up with change that normally goes on your counter or in a wherever it ends up in your car, um, put it in that bo uh, bottle, and then we take those up, we count the money, and it all goes into our general operating fund. So that's another way that you can give back. Um, we have our baby boutique. I don't think we really talked that much about it. You guys know about that. Y'all have done baby, bottle, uh, baby boutique um, baby showers where you've gotten diapers and wipes and all the things that babies need a lot. And moms need those items to, to not only take care of their babies, but like give them things that normally the, that mom's not going to be able to afford. So every mom that gets ready, gets close to birth, uh, is given a baby bundle, which is a new diaper bag full of all kinds of new stuff. So if you want to give anything toward the boutique, there's a list, I believe, on our website that lets you know the items that we need. And a lot of times those items are updated in that monthly newsletter, newsletter that I told you about. So there's many ways to get connected so that you are in the know about what's going on at Foothills Care Center because we consider you guys family and we want to be able to update you throughout the year and not just throw all this at you one time a year and expect you to remember it um, all. So we are going to be around after the service. If anybody has any questions or wants to talk to any of us about anything, we're here. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate so much that you allowed us to come again. And we love you, Seneca Baptist. Thank you all. All right. Hey, let me uh, just give a challenge to our church. Thank you so much, ladies. We are so grateful um, for what you do. These ladies every week are on the front lines. Every week, every day. They are fighting the good fight for the life of the unborn. And we need to be remembering them in our prayers uh, every week as individuals and as an organization. Now you can put a face with a name. And so that is an important thing. Now, listen to me. Let me challenge you uh, in the moments that I have left. In 1940, and you're going, where is Ryan going with this? In 1940, the United States government wrote into law the Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act. Do you know that? 1940, which, which uh, protects eagles by prohibiting the take or possession, sale, purchase, barter, transport, import, export, 
of any eagle, alive or dead, including any part of an eagle, the nest of an eagle, the egg of an eagle, unless there's a permit that goes along with it. Now, if you, if you break that law, there is a penalty. And that person will be penalized upwards of $10,000 and two years in prison. You're going, where are you going? Follow me. I promise. And if, if you are, uh, do this repeatedly, a felony conviction has a penalty of $250,000 and upwards of 10 years in prison. Now understand what I'm saying here. We all know that what is happening inside a fertilized eagle egg is that there is a baby eagle in there and it's protected by law and it's a crime to destroy it. Yet, though science agrees that human life begins at fertilization and although science agrees that the life inside of a mother's womb is entirely unique with its own DNA, with its own blood type, with its own thoughts, cognitive abilities, and feelings. Our country and our culture now celebrates the, look at me, freedom to choose to end the life of a human being while protecting the bird. So in other words, I'll go to jail for messing with a fancy chicken. But it's my choice to kill an unborn human being. And not only do I have the choice, but I can have the abortion paid for. My decision can be heralded as courageous. And I can walk away free and celebrated. That's where we are. And we thank God that just a year ago, Roe was overturned just before its 50th anniversary, but that did not end the battle. That put the battle in every state. Some have made great decisions for life. Others, like our own, have fallen short of the standard that God has set. Are you with me, church? I know this is touchy, and I'm not being political. This is not political. This is scriptural. Okay? So some would push back and say, well, what about rape? What about incest? And I need you to understand that is less than, less than 1% of abortion cases. What about medically necessary abortions? And I also need you to understand those reported medically necessary cases are less than 1%. So what you do not do is make sweeping and detrimental laws based on the 1%. See, God's Word is very clear. That you and I do not get to determine what is good and what is not. You and I do not get to determine what is valuable and what is not. God, I do not want to sit in the place of judge to determine who lives and who does not. 
God's Word is very clear in Psalm 139 that there are three foundational truths. One is that God formed every person in the mother's womb. He knew them before they were born. Secondly, that each person inside the mother's womb is fearfully and wonderfully made. It was not instruments that put a person together, but it was the very hands of Almighty God. Knitting together every child in a mother's womb. The external body and the internal nature and personality of every human being is knit together before the child is ever born. And the third thing that Psalm 139 reminds us of is that God has a purpose for every human life. Every human life. No matter if you see that value or if I see that value, God has design, intention, and purpose for every human life. Now here is where it gets tough. The church has been chastised, and sometimes rightly so, that we are, we're, you, you know, Christians are really, they're just pro-birth, not really pro-life. Have you ever heard somebody say that? Which, which in other words means you want to force women to have birth, but you'll offer no resources to the mama and the family and the baby to help that child and that family flourish. But I want you to know, I want you to know that God's always, God has always had a heart for the child and the mother. Always. Always. So just go through the scripture with me real quick. God, in Genesis 16, God cared for Hagar and Ishmael after being kicked out of Abraham's family. Moses was orphaned by his mother. She had to. She had no other choice, she thought. She was orphaned. He was orphaned by his mother, and God providentially cared for him. Esther lost both her parents and was raised by a cousin, Mordecai. God cared for the widow and her son through Elijah and Elisha. The Bible is filled with the command to have compassion on and care for the orphan and the widow. In fact, the Bible teaches us that adoption is our primary relationship that we have, every Christian has, between us and God. It's adoption. That's why Jesus teaches us to pray, Our Father in heaven. How are we children of God? Through adoption. That orphans would be adopted into the family of God Most High. That's a glorious truth. And so I want you to know that Christianity has always, Christians have always been on the front lines of this battle. This is not a new battle. In ancient Rome, a practice existed that if you had a child, uh, you could leave your unwanted child on the streets if they had a deformity or if they were simply a female or if they were an inconvenience. You could leave them on the streets to fend for themselves. And in 374 AD, a Christian emperor named Emperor Valentinian banned the practice, and he did so based on the truths that he saw in the Scriptures. The early Christian teaching called the didache, which is the Greek word for teaching, 
in the late first century, for between 85 and 100 A.D., says you should not murder a child by abortion nor kill them when born. This has always been on the heart and on the front of the mind of the Christ follower. Always. And as early as 223 A.D., a Christian named Callistus provided refuge to abandoned children by placing them in Christian homes. What does that sound like? Adoption, foster care. And it happened through the hands of a Christian named Callistus. Christians throughout history have been both pro-birth and pro-life, leading the way for caring for the baby and for the woman and for the child once born. And we must again, church, listen to me, we must again lead the way. Because God's word is not changed. Because God is still the author of life. And God alone determines when that life ends. And so life is valuable from the womb to the tomb. And that's why the church in James chapter 1 says, True and undefiled religion in the sight of our God is this, to look after orphans and widows. Why? Because all life is valuable. So this is where the ministry of Foothills Care Center really comes into into play. This is why they're on the front lines, y'all. Because they're not just caring to save the unborn child. But they're saying, if you will carry this child to fruition, we will help you and come alongside you. We want to provide resources for you. We will walk with you. It's going to be hard. But babies are blessings, not inconveniences. Amen? Listen to me. Children are never an inconvenience to the people of God. And so we will come alongside you and resource you with whatever you need to flourish as a mama-daddy family. This is what we want to do. And guys, these people right here are on the front lines of this ministry in our county. And God is using them in great ways. I love what they do. They step into the darkness where someone's considering abortion. They step into the difficulty of someone who is post-abortion. Why? Because God's grace is sufficient to carry a baby all the way to birth. And God's grace is sufficient to forgive someone who has also gone through with something like abortion. It's because God is the author of life and the one who, who brings it into existence. And He is also the one who can forgive our sins. And humans need both, don't we? We need the grace for life and we need the grace for when we fail. Some of you in this room have failed in just this way, but you have received grace and forgiveness. And these ladies and these men that this group of people is walking with day by day, they need that grace just like you and I do. And so I want to remind you, if if you're not in that category, we don't look down on our nose on people that need Jesus. We welcome sinners into the family of God because God, through His Son Jesus, welcomed you. So, this is all about the kingdom. What they're doing is all about the kingdom. Did you hear how many gospel presentations? Salvations? 
This is all about the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. Because it's loving to tell people the truth about God's word. This is sinful. There's a savior. You need him. Second, there have been two times in biblical history that we see in our scriptures where a government tried snuffing out the life of the unborn and infant. Remember Egypt? Pharaoh said, tell the Hebrew midwives to kill them before they come out. Why? Because God was about to set his people free. There was another time in Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, where the Bible reminds us that just before God was to bring redemption to his people through a man named Jesus, there was an evil ruler named Herod who tried to snuff out all the children. Satan always wants to stop God's plan to redeem the world. Always. It's, I mean, think about it. It's about the kingdom. Think about the loss of the gifts. Pastor Ken mentioned this one time, and it's just, it's never left me. If God designed each one of these lives to be useful in his kingdom, think about what, how, how strong could the kingdom be if every one of those children who ought to have been born was born and is using their gifts in the kingdom. Think about what God could do. It's about the kingdom. So, here at SBC, this is going to work out a few ways. Number one, we at SBC, we're always going to be a pro-life people. From the womb to the tomb. And we're not going to be shy about it. And we're going to support ministries just like Foothills Care Center. We're going to support them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to fund them when we can. We're going to volunteer alongside them when we can. We're going to help in all the ways that we can. And last, this is, this is how it's going to, the rubber's going to meet the road here. We are going to be a place where a person can experience the grace of God for their past sins, even the sin of abortion. We do that because Jesus is pro-grace. He's pro-forgiveness. He's pro-eternal life. And we ought to be too. So church, I'm going to ask you to do something weird as we close our service. We're going to close it differently. We're going to close it. We're going to ask all these ladies to come right down front. And we're going to have a prayer service and close our time. So ladies, would you come down? Would you stand? Church family, if you'd like to come and surround them and put your arm out on them and and just grab their hand or put your hand on their shoulder. You come down and you lay your hands on them and we're going to pray for them. And what God allows them to do and how God uses them.
God, we come to you today and we know that we don't fight a new enemy. We fight an old enemy. And the same things he's been trying to do for all of history, he's trying to do again today, just different ways. And Father, we believe with all that we are that there is hope, there is redemption, and, and that this horrendous thing that we call abortion, that our culture calls pro-choice, convenience, Father, that there is an end to it in your power and in your kingdom, that we believe that this thing can be overthrown in our culture and in our country. And just because for the past 51 years our culture has accepted it does not mean the people of God need to continue accepting what God you have clearly said is sinful. Father, you have a way throughout the scriptures to meet sinners right where they are and to say, go and sin no more. And that's what we're asking that we as Christ's followers would have the courage and boldness to do to meet the sinner at the foot of the cross, to show them grace, to introduce them to the one who is the life giver that can forgive their sins and father that you would change them from the inside out. The problem that we have in our country is not a lack of legislation, but a lack of personal evangelism. We have failed you, Lord. We have failed to talk about the truth of God's Word from the Scriptures and point people to one who can change their hearts. We have failed, Lord. But we ask that we as the church would fail no longer. We ask that You would input into our hearts Your Holy Spirit that we might, by Your grace, declare the Gospel of Jesus Christ. That which is true. That which is holy and right and just. That we would say it, Father, and that we would trust that You would use it. We pray for these sweet ladies that You are using in Your kingdom to such an incredible degree. We ask, Lord, in Jesus' name that You would continue to encourage them to fight the good fight. And when there's victory, to celebrate it and to give you glory. And when there are losses, Father, that we might grieve but press on. Father, I pray for these dear ladies that you would fill them with your spirit. That you'd put on them the armor of God. That you would cause them, Lord, to stand firm in you. Father, and we fight not by power, nor by might, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. So we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would do something in our day that we would be astonished by. Father, that it would not be a, a time of judgment, but a time of redemption. And we pray, Father, that the unborn might live, the family might come together, that mothers and fathers might rise up to take their place, that the family might become the central institution of our nation once again. Father, we pray that You would use these sweet ladies and their husbands to do it. So Father, tell us, prick our hearts. How do we serve? How do we pray? How do we give? How do we support? How do we stand beside this organization and others like it, fostering faithfully? 
to fight for the life, all life, from the womb to the tomb. Lord, we ask your blessings upon them in their homes. And we pray in Jesus' powerful, precious name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.